0: from the jethro's barbecue studios where wednesday is mug day with seven dollar cousin cocktails this is des moines sports station 106.3 kxno for 75 years ncmic has been doing the right thing for its customers employees and the community now here's miller and conduct
1: Wednesday, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO, Trent Condon and Ken Miller. Towards the top of the hours, when we'll let you go, we will speak at the bottom of the hour with David Kaplan, Centurion Stone of Iowa Sponsors. Our guy David Kaplan, right now Matt Posten's boy wears a lot that has very versatile. Dallas basketball covers the Cowboys, uh, part of uh, Fan Nation or Fan Side. What? Uh, well, we'll find out from uh, from Matt Poston's here in a moment. Of course, writes at Heartland College Sports. So Matt, we are going to kind of jump around with you here. How are you, first of all?
2: I'm all right, man. It's a busy week. But hey, what week is a busy (laughs) week?
1: No, it's right. You're wearing a lot of hats. So let's start with your NBA hat. And and, uh, this Mavericks Jazz Series, I wasn't sure I was going to go. Trent and I are kind of, let's get to the playoffs and then we'll start paying attention again. With the exception of the Timberwolves, Uh, we both uh, seemingly find our way to watch more of those games than any other. But boy, uh, it's a different team with Doncic on the floor. They're going to win this first round, aren't they?
2: I, I think so. I mean, I I think Mavericks fans are hoping they'll clinch it on the road in Game Six, but they're you know I, I think what's really interesting about this team and the way they've developed over the last couple of months since they made the trade to to move Porzingis to Washington is that you know this 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 group of guys around Doncic have finally kind of blended together, and if they're going to go you know to the semifinals of the conference, even to the Western Conference Finals. Um, you know, guys like Spencer Dinwiddie and Jalen Brunson especially have to step up, and they've been very productive in this series to the point now where you know we reported that the you know the Mavs kind of uh, kind of screwed around with the Jalen Brunson contract extension, didn't even really you know accept the offer or accept uh, an overture from Brunson's agent that. Uh, they wanted to try and get an extension done before the season even began, and now it, it looks like it might bite them on the <laughs> butt. But for right now, um, Brunson's playing great basketball. They they seem to have a great chemistry, and, and I see them winning uh, this series, certainly. And then you know the Phoenix-New Orleans series is getting really interesting because of Devin Booker's injury and the fact that New Orleans is really kind of hanging in there. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, going to be, uh, regardless, a great series there, and you think – the Suns, Devin Booker, his health is going to be big there. Let's say he is back, though. How big of a chance do you give the Mavs to pull the upset there with a healthy Booker?
2: Yeah, I'd give him a, a puncher's chance in that series. And if Booker's healthy, it's going to be tough because um, the Mavs are playing, you know, they've played a lot of small ball the last couple of games. Uh, they've kind of, you know, they, they don't really have a true center to begin with except for and he, he doesn't play that much. So, you know, you go into the series, I think they could, you know, find ways to defend Devin Booker. I think they can find ways to defend Chris Paul. I think the problem for them will be end up being DeAndre Aiden because I just don't have a player that can match up with them.
1: Hmm. Uh, Cowboys real quick, and then we will, uh, get, to, get to the Big 12. What do they think they're going to do? There's, um, some speculation. We're trying to, uh, zero in on where Tyler Linderbaum, the, what we think is a 10 year center in the NFL, uh, former Hawkeye who was just, he just dominated that position. We're, we're kind of looking at the Cowboys as a potential spot for him, uh, with Frederick, uh, you know, his situation. Um, Linderbaum to the Cowboys. Any chance?
2: Um, possible. This is, this seems like a weird draft overall for a couple of reasons. I hear a lot of people doing mock drafts and talking about how teams, you know, seem more likely to trade down than to trade up. And then you have two or three teams that have, you know, two picks in the first 12. So that gives them a lot of options to either load up on young players that could help them the next three or four years, or to move around in the draft, either up or down. You know, the Cowboys, You know, they, they had their press conference yesterday and, and, you know, they, if they feel like all options are open to them. Um, I still feel like they need safety help. They always seem to need safety help. They do need offensive line help, but I think the question is whether or not do you want to go in and get a guy who can play center for 10 years or do you want to find an heir apparent for a guy like Tyron Smith, who is still admittedly young by human terms, but by NFL terms is 12 years into the NFL and injuries have been a problem for him the past four or five years. I tend to think those are the two areas they might focus on on day one. And then in day two, you know, you're probably looking at wide receiver because I think they need more talent there now that Amari Cooper's out the door. Um, you know, offensive line center could be an option there. They're also looking for help at defensive end because of the, the whole Randy Gregory debacle in March and losing him to Denver. Uh, they need help on that end as well.
1: I saw it differently than you did. I don't use the word debacle. <laughs> I mean, as a Broncos fan, I'm giddy. Uh, you know, one more basketball wise, Matt. Let me pick your NBA brain. One and let's cross over the Big Twelve. Desmond Bain, when he was at TCU, look, he was clearly their best player. Mm. But there was never a point that I thought this guy's going to dominate at the next level. Boy, oh boy, has he ever been terrific so far?
2: Yeah, I don't think scouts looked at him as a player that could do that either. And I think. You know, in, in the scouts that I've spoken to at you know TCU games and other college games that I've covered, they're always looking for younger players. You know, like the two guys that are coming out uh, early for Baylor, Jerry Sohan and uh, Kendall Brown. They want eighteen, nineteen, twenty-year-old guys that have a lot of upside and a lot of athleticism because they want to develop them and they want to be able to control them from a contract standpoint for you know eight, ten, twelve years, like a Luca Doncic um bane came out of college with four years of experience i thought he would have been a great fit dallas if we're just being totally honest there were a lot of folks locally who wanted him to stick around but
4: you know memphis
2: saw the right things in him a guy who can play point a guy who can shoot the ball who's a great three-point shooter who is an underrated defender and really fits well with uh, john morant and what they want to do in that team and offense they, they they hit the nail on the head with that pick and That's a guy you don't want to mess around with when it comes time for an extension. You want to get him locked in for the long term.
3: So let's stay with basketball and get into the Big 12 side of things. Obviously, the last week and a half has been a lot of conversation here in our state about Tyrese Hunter departing Iowa State. And yesterday, Bill Self talking about the transfer portal thinks it's bad. <laughs> yeah, one of the finalists for Tyrese Hunter is, of course, the Kansas Jayhawks. It's only bad when it's not working for you, Bill Self. I mean, come on, national championship coach for a second time, but kind of talking out of both sides of his mouth there.
2: Obviously, and most coaches are honestly mm, when yeah. it comes to the portal. On the one hand, you know, I, I you know, there's a lot of turnover. There's 1500 players in the portal right now, and, and some of them have found some really good homes in terms of, you know, colleges for next year. But on the other hand, you know that, you know, it hurts you. If you make a coaching change, you saw it at Kansas State. Practically everybody went out the door. We saw it last year with Texas and Texas Tech. They had a lot of turnover. If you're coming off a bad season, you end up with a lot of turnover. West Virginia is that way right now. Uh, coming off a losing season, four or five of their guys went into the portal. The rest of them were lost in eligibility. They're basically starting over. So, you know, if you're an athletic director now, like a Gene Taylor uh You know, I I think they probably made the right hire in moving on from Bruce Weber, but you have to take into account the fact that if you make that kind of a move, there's a really good chance you're going to lose most of the players you have Mm -hmm. in your program at that point uh, to the transfer portal, and you're basically starting all over again. It's just, you know, I I don't want to sit there and call it, you know, like it's bad for the game. I think it's good that players have the opportunity to, you know, make a change if they feel like they need to. What I'm really interested in watching. Devian Harmon's in the portal for the second year in a row. Dewan Gordon's in the portal for the second year in a row. And Aruna was in the portal for a second year in a row. Yep. Um, Devin Askew for the second year in a row. Some of these guys are going to have to sit out of here. Does that really serve you well as a basketball player if you have to sit around for a year, uh, because you haven't used your red shirt? Uh, you know, I, I think that's one area where ultimately wherever the NCAA decides to go, that's an area they're probably going to have to tweak.
1: Yeah, and it's going to be fascinating to see what tweaks are made. Nigel Pack leaves K-State. He was a fantastic player uh, for, for $8 million. Um, look, I'm, I, I said to Trent, I was all for $800,000. $800,000, <laughs> $800, yeah. Um, right. So I was all for um, kids getting paid. I just didn't know we'd get to this level this quickly. Did you? And the, the positive side, this we may get to see these guys in college for a longer period of time, knowing that they can make that money. So that's a plus. Uh, did, did you see it getting to this level this quickly?
2: Yeah, I don't think I saw it getting to where it is right now this fast. And I think what people have to remember is that what the NCAA did last year was they suspended their current rules for name, image, and likeness. They didn't create any new ones. They basically just said, we're going to suspend the rules we have barring you from profiting off your name, image, and likeness. When you don't have rules or a structure to govern this, it's the Wild this West. is what happens. Yeah. You you get $20 million collectives at Texas, and you get the rest of the Big 12 trying to keep up with that. You get Nigel Pack signing an $800,000 NIL deal the day after he announces his transfer to Miami, and you have to know that that was set up beforehand. I sure. mean, there's, there's just no way that deal happens that quickly. Um, this is what's going to happen. This is going to start becoming the norm and it's going to start becoming a part of the process for some of these transfers. You know, they're there's still going to have athletes that are going to use name, image, and likeness in the way that I think that was intended. You know, you as an athlete marketing yourself to other people or things like that. But, you know, these, these collectives, they're going to start becoming the norm until the NCAA decides to step in and govern it. The problem is going to be it may not be governable at this point, and now that you have a leadership change and you have, you know, three different constitution committees for divisions one, two, and three, restructuring how the NCAA is going to be structured, there may be no way to govern it at this point.
3: Talk a little Big Twelve basketball off season with. Our friend Matt Postens from Heartland College Sports. Matt, uh, what a jump. Of course, we know Baylor's going to be good. they got a a lot of guys going through the process. They're going to be fine. That program has built themselves Mm -hmm. up to a high level. Kansas, they're going to be good. They're Kansas. Kind of that next tier. A lot of people very bullish on TCU. Of course, Miles coming back this year. Mike Miles, who was so great. They pushed Arizona in the round of 32. They're going to be there. But seeing the news that Marcus Carr is going to come back for a, a bonus year at Texas, along with Timmy Allen, It didn't work exactly like a lot of people expected, the Longhorns, my partner Ken included, who had a a bet on the Longhorns to win it all. But Uh. they, I don't know, I'm just intrigued with them, of course the coaching staff, year number two, everything. I think there's a ton of upside on this Texas team. If somebody can push Baylor, can push Kansas this year, am I crazy thinking it's the Longhorns?
2: Well, I think what's intriguing is that you know with Courtney Ramey going to the portal and, and most likely not coming back, Andrew Jones just today declared for the NBA draft, but he's keeping his eligibility open because he technically has one more year left um, to you know come back due to COVID. Um, you know, it it, it kind of lessens the logjam a little bit with you know the rotation they had at guard. I mean, they were trying to get five or six different guys playing time at the guard position. You know, I could see them next year going in with Jones if Jones comes back and Carr, you know, as their primary starters. And then you have Arterio Morris and uh, their other recruits coming in. Um, they could potentially be a more front court oriented team. And I, I think they were a better team, honestly, when they had Christian Bishop, Timmy Allen, and, you know, guys like Dylan DeSue on the floor and they just had two guards. They seem to be a better team at times with that kind of a makeup. So if nothing else you know the departures of those guards and the potential departure of jones would you know kind of lessen the logjam a little bit you know is one of those players that i feel like is as much a creator for himself as for others and it i think it would actually kind of create some more spacing on the floor too i think they were you know, they had so many guys playing similar positions last year that they really couldn't quite find the chemistry you know some of these guys departing and Carr coming back it might give them a little bit might give them a little bit more space in the floor it might put guys in better places but then to perform better individually
1: and as a team. Uh, let me pick your brain. I know that when uh, Bullsby uh, first announced that uh, that he's going to retire, I, I think it was you at Heartland College Sports that uh, put out the piece, Names to Watch or ca- Potential Candidates. I'm not sure what you called the the piece, but I'm pretty sure it was your, your name was on the byline. So since yeah. then, have you... Um, have there been any other names? When it, when it first happened, Trent and I are trying to think outside the box, right, with the big television contract coming up. We saw what the Pac-12 did with uh, Klyavkov. Uh, we, he got him from MGM, uh, kind of an entertainment background as opposed to, to sports, knowing that television's going to be a p- big part of it too. Who do you think the favorite is right now? Oliver lot was on the top of your l- uh, list. You could certainly make sense there. Is he still, and are you hearing anything regarding this search?
2: You know, not much. In fact, the Big 12 just announced the search firm that it's partnering with just last week. Now, think about the fact that, you know, Bullsby I think, announced he was going to retire, I think, earlier this month. So they've just now partnered with a search firm to, you know, help them with this process. So they wanted to have a replacement reportedly within 90 days. We're already about 20, 25 days in. So this may... Drag out well into the summer. I still think luck is a, a, a logical candidate. I, I, I've heard Kirby Hocutt's name thrown around a little bit, you know, just in some circles, you know, Twitter, things like that. He wouldn't necessarily be a bad choice. Uh, Mac Rose is a name I've heard kind of tossed around a little bit. You'll you'll probably hear a lot of athletic directors, um, within the conference being thrown around. Um, Shane Lyons, West Virginia, he was a, a long time member of the ACC in their administrative office. he's is a good candidate. And I have heard a couple of, you know, you know, Big 12 folks say they really don't necessarily want to go outside the box right now because there is so much going on. They need somebody that can help them navigate all of this between realignment, like you said, the television contract, uh, potential changes in Division One. They need somebody with some insider experience to help them navigate all this. So I I don't expect them to go outside the box and find somebody like the Pac-12 did. I would expect them to find, go out and get somebody who has a lot of regulatory experience that can help them navigate all this. But hopefully, with just enough, you know, you know, outside the box thinking, to where they can think about things like what do we do with our third tier rights? Do we stick with Big 12 now, or do we, you know, go get our own network? Does that make sense for us? And things like that. And another thing you got to think about if you're the Big 12, you know, given the relationship that ESPN now has with the SEC, do you maybe go all in with Fox um, in terms of a TV contract for your first tier rights and make them your exclusive provider? That, that's intriguing to me. I know the Big Ten has kind of thought about it a little bit. At least I've heard rumblings that they're thinking about it a little bit. And both of those conferences have new television contracts coming up in the next couple of years.
3: Let's wrap up with some spring football coming to a close across the country Texas Quinn Ewers, he's pushing Hudson Carr. At least that's according to the reports. Hmm. The quarterback spot at Texas, one of the biggest in college football. What did you see in their spring game here a week or so ago?
2: Oh, they both played well, and I think Sarkeesian is content to let this drag into the fall. Uh, I think he wants to continue to see those guys compete. I think at the end of the day, Quinn Ewers will end up being the starter. Uh, I just think he's got... Um, all those qualities that you're looking for in a starting quarterback. But Sarkisian did say one very interesting thing after the spring game. He said the single biggest reason that we're going to be successful next season is if we can run the football effectively when the defense knows we're going to run the football. Mm-hmm. So as much attention as we're going to pay to the quarterback battle, and we should, he still really looks at this next season as it's all about Bijan Robinson, Roshon Johnson, the rest of that running game and that offensive line being able to dominate the defense on the other side and do what they want to do when they want to do it.
1: Matt Poston's Heartland College Sports, amongst other stops. He covers the Big 12 for us, and we certainly appreciate it for for Heartland College Sports, but he joins us, and we're grateful for that. Uh, Thank you, Matt. We will uh, talk to you down the road um, as the need uh, warrants. Thank you.
2: All right, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Yep,
1: good to talk to you. Matt Poston, it's Heartland College Sports, So we take a look at the Big 12. Um, you like it? Do you want an entertainment name? an outside the box? Mm. I kind of did. I like what Klafkov's doing. Has he done anything, though? Well, he got that
3: alliance. There really isn't a lot. Right, that's another. <laughs> He's a lot of... Pomp and circumstance. Bluster. Yeah. Close the offices, saved a boatload of money sure. in San Francisco for the conference. Does that matter though? Nah. If you're an Oregon State fan, are you real excited about that now? The fact that uh that that the employees of the conference are working from
1: home and right. not in the office now nah, probably doesn't no. affect me. What would is the television contract and, and how my school is going to do mm-hmm. as far uh, on a yearly basis. I think that's where his value will really will really shine. We'll if they see. get that.
3: If, but yeah. if it's back to, not just the Pac-12 yeah, network, Dish Network, but all the late night games, how many coaches have we heard complain about just start times all mm-hmm. over the place? And we yeah. saw them now dabble with uh, what two games that were played at 9 a.m. Pacific mm-hmm. time, 11 a.m. here for us Central time, and they, they they get the short end of the straw. Now we love them because they yes. still got football on at midnight I, yep. on Saturday. But for the coaches, for the players, for everybody else, there's a lot of coaches that have complained about that. Still need to see more.
1: Yeah, nobody sees them on the East Coast. I should say nobody, but you get my point. Mm -hmm. Uh, We'll take a timeout, but before we do that, let's do the $1,000 home run. Go to KXNO.com. Once you get there, enter the keyword win, win at KXNO.com. Your chance to win $1,000. It's win at KXNO.com. Next keyword coming up uh, at 1 o'clock. By the way, Murph and Andy today one fifteen have Jamie Pollard oh, to talk that. about the NIL. So mm-hmm. he'll take time out from his busy day where he's been criticizing the Des Moines Register to join. Oh, really? Yeah, he was pissed off that nobody covered the softball game yesterday. Yeah. It's softball. Yeah. Right. Um, I guess it decided the Hawk. Okay. Uh-huh. I made up. Contest. Made right. Who won the football game? That's what should matter in this state. It does the, matter in this state. Who won the basketball? Right. After football, is basketball.
3: then Women's basketball, and then wrestling, Man, and then there's yeah. a huge gap.
1: Right. So uh, disappointed that. Uh, but he's going to take time out of his busy day criticizing the Des Moines Register to uh, show up with Murph and Andy at 115. We will have David Kaplan join us next. Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3.
3: Do you remember the last walk-off Homer to win the World Series? It's been a while, but the answer is 1993. Do you know when Wolf Roofing started roofing houses? That's right, 1993. Wolf Roofing has been around for a long time. For your next roofing project, put the experience of Wolf Roofing on your side. Find them on the web at wolfroofing.net or give them a call at 515-225-8866. Or online, Wolf Roofing. Global Direct Mail and Marketing is a local design and print shop that'll help you from start to finish. From design to printing and mailing it for you. From wedding invitations to birth announcements, And it's time to be thinking about those graduation announcements. No matter how big or small your project is, Global will work with you from creating a custom design to getting your project inserted into the mail. Global can design, print, and deliver. And Global can help your business grow with custom mailers designed to help you bring new customers through your doors. Located on 121st Street in Urbandale, or call Craig at 515-282-3000. 282-3000. It's Global Direct Mail and Market. Des Moines homeowners have two questions. What's the best time to rent out my home? And what's the best way to do it? The best time is when you're moving, relocating, combining households, inheriting a house, or you just don't want to pay a mortgage anymore the best way to rent hire renter's warehouse whether you have one home or a property portfolio renter's warehouse does the work so you don't have to they perfectly price your property so you don't have to they find great tenants in just 17 days on average so you don't have to and for a small flat monthly fee their professional landlords manage your property 24 7 so you don't have to collect the rent you don't have to. Maintenance, inspections, and tax paperwork? You don't have to. There's no upfront fees, no binding contracts, and you can cancel at any time. Find out what your home will rent for by calling 515-528-4429 or go to renterswarehouse.com. That's renterswarehouse.com. Renters Warehouse, Des Moines. You can't buy happiness, but you can rent it.
0: Get in on the action with the world's largest sportsbook. Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Happy tastes Good.
1: Condon, welcome back. You know what that song means. It's time for our weekly visit with our friend David Kaplan from Chicago, ESPN 1000, NBC Sports Chicago. Uh, Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors the Cap Man, and David Kaplan joins us. Hello, Cap, Trent, and Ken. How are you? What up,
4: gentlemen? How we doing? By the way, i got to talk to those dudes at Centurion. I want to put a little patio in at my pl- I have a lake house up in Wisconsin. Nice. got to see if I can get them to ship me stones.
1: So, yeah, I'm they sure they cut. would. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they would absolutely do for that. And I know that they usually uh, try to listen anyways, as they're both Chicago sports fans. So uh, if they didn't hear it, we'll make sure that they do. Cap, it's not been a good week for Chicago teams, uh, for both the north side and the south side. The basketball team, who certainly held promise going into last weekend, but were just embarrassed on Friday night and came back on Sunday uh, as well. It has not been a good week since the last time we spoke with you.
4: No, it's been an awful week. Sox have lost eight straight games. Now, look, that is a wonderfully talented team. There is no shot they should be mired in an eight-game losing streak. I mean, seriously? That's embarrassing. So they got to get that right. And I mean, like, today, they moved that game up from night to day uh, because it's supposed to be bitterly cold in Chicago, as I'm sure by you guys, Uh, tonight, the Bulls, the Bulls were ridiculous. They came home, and we all believed, hey, guess what? They got a shot here. Yeah. They should have yeah. won game one. Yeah. They won game two. Chris Middleton's out. We're like, hey, we're coming home, man. This is a big game. And I remember talking to friends. About, oh, I can't wait. We're bringing in dinner. We can't wait. We're having people over. To... They get beat 30. 30. <laughs> 30! That's a joke. That cannot happen at home. And then you come back on Sunday you get beat 26, and now you're going to start tonight with no Caruso and no Zach Levine who's dealing with the COVID protocol for the third time in his career, which is crazy.
3: That's a wild one, absolutely. So the number's pretty big. It's 12-and-a-half. I just have a sneaking suspicion that they're going to ugly it up, they're going to hang around, they're not going to win the game, but I'm kind of liking the Bulls tonight in the 12-and-a-half. Tell me why I'm crazy, Cap.
4: Well, did you not watch the two games at home? <laughs> yes, yes, I, I did, mean, yeah, yeah. Let's start there. They lost by 30 and 26. Now, again, they build those beautiful casinos on our money uh-huh. because they beg you to bet one way. They beg you, hey, Milwaukee just won by 30, and you're only having a late 12. Mm-hmm. And then you go to bed tonight, and you're crying, and you go, my account is empty again, honey. i got to put more money in it. <laughs> so I understand. I'm not playing the game. I am not playing the side, I should say. Right. Uh, I will play a same-game parlay and see if I can you know, figure out who's going to make a few shots, this guy for threes and this guy for rebounds, and just have a little fun. But what I found interesting is, and I would never play a money line of minus, what are they, minus 800, I believe, the box. Yeah, minus 800. Okay, if you're like a really wealthy dude that gambles, doesn't that seem like, hmm, you put down eighty grand and you win 10000 profits. Like, Do you see any scenario that the Milwaukee Bucks lose the game tonight? That's why I'm like, I understand where you're going taking those points. Yeah. I get it. I get it.
1: Uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Cap, the first round of the playoffs, at least it seems like this to Trent and I, I don't recall a first round being... This intriguing, I mean, for the most part, every single one of the series at some point has brought you to the edge of your seat. Round one is usually, last few years, Cap, seemingly was kind of a snooze fest. Uh, Not the case this year. It's been wonderful.
4: Yeah, it's been a lot of fun, and we're seeing a lot more injuries. I believe Jimmy Butler did not play last He did not, yep. You've got no Zach Levine tonight, no Alex Caruso tonight, Um Devin Booker is out. Donovan Mitchell now has a hamstring. So we're seeing a lot more injury, and guys are not playing as many games. That's the amazing thing. Michael Jordan played, what, 38 minutes or more in a playoff game almost every single time they had a game. Almost every time. Scottie Pippen, same deal. John Packett, all these dudes. They weren't jacked up, muscled like the guys are today with the training and the nutrition and the sleep chambers and the chartered jets, like the, the Bulls got later in Michael's career. They used to fly, like you and I, on commercial. Hmm. So why there's all these injuries? I can't figure it out.
3: It's wild, but it's been entertaining. That's a good thing. The future of the Bulls. We've talked about that a couple of times this year. They're limping to the finish here, and they're going to get knocked out by the Bucks, But when you look to the future, how how excited are you about the Chicago Bulls team and, and what they still can become?
4: So, we had this discussion the other day on the radio. Are the Bulls, like, built with a solid foundation now, and let's make a couple moves, get a couple shooters in here, and bring on 2022-2023? Or, are they last year's Knicks mm. who lost in the first round? Julius Randle had a... DeRozan-like season, the best of his career. He got paid. They're not even in the postseason this year. They were horrible. So which version of the Bulls is it? I seem to believe they're better than that Knicks team and that they have a solid foundation and that they've got to continue to develop Patrick Williams and go out and grab a couple shooters and draft somebody that you feel like could give you some rim protection, and then let's see what happens. But if they're the Knicks, then this thing's a whole rebuild again. Mm.
1: Done with basketball, Trent? Yeah. Uh, Let's move on to baseball, Cap. The the Cubs that certainly – you know, teased us a little bit, right? Early in the season that, uh, this team is going to be better. And they look, every team goes through one of these stretches. It's, it's, uh, they're in theirs now, uh, that they're, you know, starting pitching hasn't been there. The bats haven't been there, especially the power bats haven't been there. There's been pieces. I mean, Nico Horner's off to a terrific start. Where are you on this Cubs team from what you saw? Stroman was better last night, uh, didn't get the win, but certainly pitched better after a couple of disappointing outings. Steele got exposed the other day. Uh, this Cubs team uh, who will face, finish up in Atlanta, and then head off to Milwaukee for the uh, the next weekend?
4: This is a tough trip. You're facing two teams that are projected to go to the postseason. In the Braves, the defending World Series winner, and the Brewers, who most people are picking to win the NL Central, the division, the Cubs also compete in. The Cubs have to be better offensive. I mean, quality start, 3-1, you lose. You're playing against Atlanta. You're on the road. I get that those are tough matchups for this team. You cannot lose three of four at home to the Pittsburgh Pirates. You can't. It simply can't happen. Yep. And the one game you win, you set an all-time record since 1901, I think. 21 to nothing you win. Throw that out, and you didn't hit for you-know-what. So I have my concerns about why their offense is struggling to the degree it is. I keep hearing from White Sox fans, boy, when that weather warms up, we're going to really hit. <laughs> yeah. I'm tired of that excuse. I've used it for the Cubs with Rizzo, Baez, and Bryant. Hey, man, if you can hit, you hit, period.
3: What about the future? Uh, just uh, last night, I think it was, the iCubs. they were no hit for eight to third innings. When you look to the future, you look at the minor leagues. What gets you excited about at least that part of the development of the organization?
4: I feel like they have some players in the system, and I try to make a trip out to Des Moines so that I can watch some of our prospects. I haven't done that since COVID, but I remember going out there and interviewing a couple different players. I feel like Brennan Davis is going to be a piece for the next decade. I feel like he's that guy. He's a really good player. Is he Mike Trout? No. But is he a really good player? Mm Yes. So if my outfield is him and say is Suzuki, I'll figure out the third spot. Is Ian Happ the guy off to a really good start? Because it's not Jason Hayward. Do I have to go out and find a guy is it Pete Crow Armstrong? And then Jed Hoyer keeps telling us the lower levels have pitching, 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 coming in waves. And they'll figure out, you know, when they have to go spend maybe on a number one starter because they got we, didn't we talk last week? They had won a game where all four guys combined on a shutout and all four were homegrown pitchers. And we hadn't yeah. seen that in eons mm-hmm. from the Chicago Cubs. So we'll see how their system continues to develop. They got the seventh pick in this year's draft. That has to be a really good player. Hmm. Really good.
1: Cap, uh, who's been the, uh, the biggest surprise so far for the Cubs? Horner, maybe Keegan Thompson, who's been terrific. One of those two? Suzuki, I mean, rookie, we didn't know about him, but certainly they signed him for a lot of money. Um, Maybe Keegan Thompson or maybe Nico Horner's been the biggest surprise?
4: Yeah, look, Suzuki, none of us really knew much about him except he came with amazing recommendations. So I'll leave him to the side. He's 27. He was the best player in Japan, and that's pretty darn good baseball. So I'm okay with leaving him to the side. Keegan Thompson has proven He's a big league arm. This guy can really pitch. Nico Horner has quieted his doubters with no Simmons, who I just heard this morning, had a setback. His shoulder mm. started bothering him, swinging the bat in Arizona. I don't know if this guy's ever going to play for the Cubs. So Nico Horner, who we all doubted, is off to a very solid start. Looks like maybe not an all-star shortstop, but certainly somebody who could play representative shortstop and fill in. Until you get your other guy back, if he indeed comes back, that would probably be my two. And I think Ian Happ's been really good.
3: To the south side, you mentioned earlier the White Sox eight straight losses. Team that was cruising along, they're going to run away with the division. And here we are Oof. looking up at my Minnesota Twins, six and ten on the season. Injury's a big part of it. The Jimenez loss just devastating. Six to eight weeks with that hamstring injury. What else though? And a question I posed to Ken the other day, Larusa. Is he untouchable because of his relationship with Reinsdorf?
4: You mean untouchable, like getting fired? Yes, he's not getting fired. That's not happening. No shot. Like the other day, they were over seven with men in scoring position. It wasn't Tony who gave up the home run to Byron Buxton to walk it off. Now some will say they should have walked Buxton. Me, <laughs> he, he so Tony pushed back on that and said the guy in the on deck circle is hitting over three hundred. And puts the ball in play, so that's why we had struck Buxton out three times with Giolito. I figured I could take a shot with Hendricks to strike him out. problem was, we didn't know that Hendricks had slipped between innings in the clubhouse. He uh-huh. was pitching with a back spasm, didn't want to come out of the game, and so he leaves a fastball up, and that ball still hasn't landed. <laughs>
1: Tattooed. Yeah, no, he he crushed it. Cap, last thing, uh, no pick, uh, so tomorrow night the Bears will sit out, or will they? Is there a chance they get involved, Cap, to find a way into the first round? And if they do wait for their pick in the the second round, has to be offensive line, right?
4: Well, they have have two second-round picks. I don't believe, from everything I've heard, that he's trading up into the first round, unless... You told me, oh, boy, we're at pick 28, Chris Olave still on the board. They love Chris Olave. But I don't see a scenario where he's still on the board. I don't. Now, if if he's there late twenties to 30, yeah, I could see them moving up to get him. But short of that unlikely scenario, I could see them moving from Robert Quinn, trading him, mm. probably get a. He's going to be 32 in May, May 18th. Does he get you a third-round pick? Probably, probably depends how much of the money you're asking the other team to take. They would probably, like they did with Mac, ask the other team to take all the money. So maybe it gets you a four and a six, but you're moving all the money. So David Montgomery, I mean, why have they not extended him yet? Are they going to move on from David Montgomery and go, we can just draft another running back. We're not going to be very good. We're not going to pay this guy. So let's trade him and get whatever we can get. That would be a mistake in my book because I'm a huge David Montgomery fan. But you're right. They have to address offensive line, and they have to get a starting corner, cornerback. Mm-hmm. Who's their other cornerback other than Jalen Johnson? Mm-hmm. I don't know who it is. Yeah,
1: fair. Uh, what do you got on Unfiltered? You on tonight, TV or TV show?
4: Uh, we are just on YouTube TV because the Bulls pregame takes over at 6, so that will preempt us. We'll be back in the studio tomorrow.
1: You'll be back with us in seven days' time. Cap, thank you for doing this. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you, David Kaplan. Uh, I
4: tell my guys at Centurion Stone in Iowa i got to talk to them.
1: Good stuff. Will do. Promise we will. In the mail. Yep, take care, David Kaplan, uh, from Chicago, ESPN, one thousand, NBC Sports Chicago. Speaking of Centurion Stone, as Cappy just referenced, they do sponsor him. I was best selection of stone veneer. Cappy's got a project. He's got his uh, what do you say his patio mm-hmm. outside at the the lake house in Wisconsin. Hey, Must be nice. It's good to be Cappy. It apparently. is. Well, the guy works his ass. He was, you know what, off. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We will uh, tell you more about Centurion Stone. Again, if you're in the market, interior or exterior, and it involves a stone uh, situation, uh, natural stone, stone veneer, over 200 different color and pattern combinations. Go to their website, centurionstoneofiowa.com. Check them out online or visit the showroom. The showroom is at 5525 Northeast 22nd Street in Des Moines. It's big take you a while make sure you carve out some time to
3: check it all out uh, that's what that surprised me the most mm-hmm. just how much they had there's a lot of a lot of different things that you can do uh, one of the cool things that I always say and I'm going to get one of these someday after you get the lake house, yeah, right. right, right. Uh-huh. Probably before that. Okay, but right above the fireplace, and they got just beautiful, like all old barnwood and things like that that they can put up there. Just so many different options that they can do for you at Centurion Stone of Iowa. Twenty East uh, East Twenty Second Street, fifty five twenty five Northeast Twenty Second
1: Street in Des Moines. Trent's play of the day. We know one. He's taking the Bulls.
3: You're, you're taking the Bulls. I'm, you're all over them. Everybody's playing the Bucks. Gotta go the other way.
1: Well, uh, we'll find out his play of the day. Circus Sports sponsors it. It's next. It's Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. Details at AutoZone.com.
3: Do you remember when America's team, the Dallas Cowboys, won their first Super Bowl with Troy Aikman, Emmett Smith, and company? It's been a while, but the answer is 1993. Do you know when Wolf Roofing started roofing houses? That's right, 1993. Wolf Roofing has been around for a long time. For your next roofing project, put the experience of Wolf Roofing on your side. Find them on the web at wolfroofing.net or give them a call at 515-225-8866 or online wolfroofing.net.
0: Get in on the action with the world's largest sportsbook Trent's Pick of the Day is brought to you by Circus Sports. Download the Circus Sports app today to play with Trent or against him.
1: Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Just real quick, I've got a kick out of watching Twitter. Uh, Charles Barkley took a shot at Durant on TV a couple of nights ago uh-huh. uh, for kind of being a passenger on the Golden State team, and he's, you know, take your own team, blah, blah, blah. Of course, Durant fired back. That's what he does, right? Mm-hmm. But then the Twitter sphere, the, I get when you watch Charles Barkley, on, he's cartoon character. Oh, no doubt. Go back and watch Charles Barkley play basketball. Mm-hmm. And then see if your opinion changes on where Charles fits in the pantheon. Of, or is he qualified to make those assertions? This guy was unbelievable, Trent. Star. Might have been the second best player in the league. Yes. May 23
3: was clearly. Yeah. And he won an MVP. He was, Charles
1: Barkley... He was incredible. And how big is he? 6'4", six, 6'5"? Six, That's what they say, yeah.
3: Uh, Certainly was not a, a prototypical at that time, 6'9", well, power forward. Lead the league in
1: rebounding. Yeah, he
3: was Athleticism so through the roof. Oh, my God. And then he'd get in a fight and throw a guy through a <laughs> right. glass window. Was it a... Um, is that in Philly, right? Or Florida. He oh, was with Philly. He was with Philly.
1: Yeah, he, and he was a little person, right? Oh, really? Well, I, th- I want to say. Little this. as in short, like me, no, or little as in. I'm trying to say the word that, you know, you know yeah. the, the yeah,
3: politically okay. correct term. Term, right? Gotcha. I think, yeah. Somebody stricken with dwarfism. Yes. There you go. Um,
1: let's make some plays of the day, shall we, Circus Sports sponsors? Other than the Bulls and the 10 and a
3: half you're grabbing? 12 and a 12 half. and a half Don't you're t- grabbing. I need all of them. Don't be <laughs> shortchanged. You me may over there. need all of them.
1: Uh, what else are you going to do?
3: Uh, also in the NBA tonight. We said Denver will get a gentleman's game, and they did. Mm-hmm. It's over. Yep. Laying it with Golden State. I'm playing. That's my same game, Parley game, too. Yep. We're playing around with a lot of props. And I the think point spread round. is what? Eight. Okay. Eight flat currently, laying it with Golden State tonight. And a lot of baseball. How about this one? One that's starting this afternoon. You're going to be watching, I'm sure. You'll have it on. Royals against the White Sox. That's yeah, a good pitching matchup. Cease cranky. And I'm getting the Royals at plus 170. Look, the winning streak, the losing streak going to come to an end at some yeah, point. You gotta think plus one seventy though. Yeah, but it cease. and you know my relationship with him. Yeah, he's when gonna I bet on you him today, he's terrible. When I bet uh-huh. against him, he's really good. Well, Although he has
1: been good so far,
3: he has. Yep, plus one seventy. All right, I see your I see your method there. The price is too good. Speaking of prices doesn't matter what the price is. It's the Reds. Give me the Padres. I'm laying the 163. <laughs> Free square. Yes, with San Diego uh, tonight. Also, Tampa, I think they bounced back after the loss last night to Seattle. I will grab them minus 134. Miami, they got the right pitcher here. Fetty is awful for Washington. Give me that one, another big favorite. And then the Tigers, they bounced back against my Twinkies tonight. My God, Trent, the end of that game yesterday. How they pulled that off. I mean, what a comedy of errors. Somebody put the uh, Yakety sax music underneath. Oh, yeah. It was so, so good. First of all, the ball should have
1: been caught. No, Robbie Grossman Grossman
3: still helping at the Twins. He, he, He was,
1: indeed. The ball hits off his glove. You've got to make that catch. You're a major league right fielder. And then for the catcher to catch the ball and throw it over the third baseman's head. One run scores. Another run coming home. Twins win. Twins win first place. First place. I beg your pardon. First place, Minnesota Twins. All right, that's going to do it for us today. Again, Murph and Andy have Jamie Pollard coming up today at one fifteen. Should be some good nil conversation there. You're drafting tonight. Where will you
3: be? We will be at the Iowa Tap Room in the basement at Ken's. You can stop on out three to six. Our draft will start. At 4 o'clock with Ross and Chris. Stop by. We got some beer, some appetizers, and a chance for you to make your pick live here on KXO, Iowa Tap Room, presented by Graphite Construction. Good Group. stuff. That's going to do us. Miller and Condor, weekdays 10 to noon, Des Moines Sports
1: Station, 106.3 KXNO.